Oh, hey there, travelers. It's me, Winger Gimble, famous gnome bad in space. So you're probably thinking, what are you doing up there in space, Wingover? I'm dancing. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Wingover. Oh, I'm just so cool out here. There's not a lot of gnomes in space, you know, so, so I like whenever I get out of here, it's always like everyone's like, oh, what are you? I'm like, oh, I'm a gnome. And it's just, I get to be a little bit more popular. A lot of more people listen to my jams. I'm actually a pretty popular DJ up in space. Everybody loves it. They love my tunes. I don't use none of that AI program music either. It's all straight from the wing over heart and noggin. You're probably thinking, all right, Wingover, cut to the chase. I don't have a lot of time. Bear, what we are doing for you today, travelers, is we are showing you a beautiful two-parter. Yes, there'll be another part after this. It is known as The Replicant. So, there was a DM, Dick Dynamite. He is the DM of the Backwater Bastards. He's also known as the Dragon Daddy. Anyways, he had a birthday, celebrated with Seth from Cheaper the by the Dungeons, and then we decided, let's keep this party going. So then, the DM battled the Seven Dice, Lucas. He DM'd the Backwater Bastards in a space horror, and you know space horror is so good. So this is the two-parter where our DM from Battle of the Seven Dice, Lucas, is DMing Daniel, Dick, and Taylor. I hope you're all ready for the replicant. Part one. Hi everyone, I am Lucas, the DM of the Ballad of the Seven Dice, a D&D 5e podcast. Today, I will be your dm yes and with me is the illustrious cast of the backwater bastards that's right we're here even even i'm here to ruin your world <laughs> as, a, as a player <laughs> where are we at where, where is it where are we at y'all ready to get spooky we should introduce ourselves though team since we're we should oh in new people's ears i'm sure nobody knows who that just was we're gonna do this one by one then. I'm 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 Dungeon Master Dick. Yeah. I'm the Dungeon Master for the Backwater Bastards, but today I'm going to be playing yes. a character called Nelvin. <laughs> the most heroic <laughs> of names. <laughs> no one gets to pick their name. Are you sure? Uh, oh, yeah. It's weird. When I got given a character <laughs> creation sheet, they were like, you cannot choose your name. <laughs> Wait, you guys got to pick who you were going to be? Hello, this is Taylor from Bullion. I'm here playing Cleo DeCat, ammunitions expert. Expert, that a word? Expert? Yep. King. Bomb King. <laughs> Bomb King. That's who I'll be today. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Daniel playing Dr. Z. A jellyfish-like creature piloting a robotic suit of armor. Where we find our heroes floating 
throughout space on their wonderful ship, the Grey Dragon. Your AI, Reese, suddenly clicks on. Bastards, you have a message coming in. It is a representative from BioLife. Oh, BioLife? Clear. You've done work with BioLife before, I believe. Well, well, Dr. Z, just ask BioLife. Just ask them if they, like, do they carry any, any edibles, like reagents? Yes. Snacks? That's why I remember it. It was that supermarket. Yes, it was the groceries. <laughs> Open the call. Yes, yes, we'll take the delivery. Take it. Take it, take it. The screen pops on the wall that you're all sitting near. There's a gentleman at a standing desk. His hair is combed over perfectly. You see his eyes are wide with no signs of eyelids and a smile that looks like it may have been surgically placed Mm. there. Hello! Oh, hello. (laughs) Did I have the pleasure of speaking to the Backwater Bastards? Yes, well, you had the pleasure of speaking to Dr. Z, and, uh, and this is Cleo, and... And Nelvin, are you on the ship with us? Was that... That's, that's important, because maybe I need to uh, establish some sort of reason why Nelvin be on the on the ship. You come out of the washroom, <laughs> um, you were... It was a party. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, but they forgot you were there, and they uh, had already taken off. Oh, bloody hell, we picked up another We, we would away. invite Nelvin to a party, he's our new friend. <laughs> yeah. But you also realize uh, that you're missing Harry. <laughs> so you left him back at the party. Left Harry and picked up Nelvin. I like it. It's very realistic. Can I ever meet you people without getting trapped somewhere? <sighs> Nelvin. Nelvin? Wow, that's exciting. <laughs> we are so glad to offer you the opportunity of a lifetime. There. Why are, you, why are you hiding back there, Cleo? Get over here. We need to look strong talk, like a team. Just talk to him. I don't... You know I don't like the phone. No, I don't like the phone. Yes, okay. Opportunity of a lifetime. Give us the details. As you know, BioLife is a wholesome family company. We focus on medication to help people live strong, healthy, long lives. And gummy balls, right? Well, they had to be discontinued, unfortunately. We remember the 2075 incident. Oh, yes. Well, no, we cannot have that again. They were good. They... Three cities were... Well, they will be remembered. Oh, what's a city to... Yeah. A universe of flavor. Ugh. (laughs) This is true. We have an exciting opportunity for all of you to jump into. All you have to do is fly on by our Vargas facility that's a little bit deeper into this neutral space for legal reasons. And you just have to go in there and retrieve a body. That's all you have to do. Is this body uh, living? At the moment. But you know what? If you need to make it stop living, that's okay. Right. Um, Nelvin, I'll look to you. Well, if I'm here with you, Doctor, I think you better ask the man about credits. Excellent point. Credits? Question mark. We are willing to <laughs> offer you 10,000 credits 
with 2500 up front. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> and we will not negotiate hazard pay because you're in neutral space. That sounds uh, lovely. Leo's gonna come more into the room now. Now we understand that you all are mm, okay with taking on jobs that are for a more beautiful and radiant moral philosophy. Now, that you might encounter some dangers in there, and however you want to handle them, we are okay with that. Will there be any ammunition supplied? He, like, twists his head, his body does not move, and it looks over to the side, and you just see him staring at someone, and he twists it back. Yes! What would you like? Clear! Clear! Ask him for... Ask him for a bomb! Yeah, but, like, Clear, what type of bombs? The big ones, the small ones, or... Like, just, like, ask him for, like, just get me some, some, like, explosive kits. You want, like, a bucket of them, or, like, a, a suitcase? How do you want to do this? Ten thousand credits. Like, just say, like... Like a lot. And what about you, Nelvin? Man with no name. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Look here, Doctor. This sounds like exactly my kind of job. I don't need anything. But my four hands and blasters. I'm always just so annoying, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. We'll take a bucket of bombs bomb bits and other types of explosives and well that's it okay perfect you see him he clicks a button on his wrist and you're flying through space right now you know you're a ways away and you hear a knock on the entry door to lead into the depressurization room that's disturbing <laughs> that's quite odd does your company deliver immediately Yes, we sent one of our interns. Nice. <laughs> Don't worry, they're unpaid. <laughs> Zero hours contract. I think the mayor should open the door. Yes, I agree. Go on, Cleo. Cleo's gonna kind of skirt around the edge of the of the room to gingerly open the door and then move away from the door. I imagine you like a there's like a thing to like open up the the one door to let them in, then it depressurizes it and then lets them in. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna imagine, yeah. There's probably like a like a cycle button. You press a few buttons with your claws, and you hear the outer door being opened. You see this being sort of like fall in, and they have this rickety looking, almost like in an old fashioned jetpack on their back. You see one of their four arms is hanging limply by their side as they clutch it with another one, and their other two arms are holding on to literally a, a bucket, and there are um, BioLife-branded bombs in there. And uh, three three slap wristbands. Hmm. And this this being, he's, he hobbles forward with this, this suit on, and uh, motions for you to open up the, the inside door. I'm going to look at him through the window for a while <laughs> while he motions. He's staring at you. You're looking through his little visor and it's like a gelatinous creature in there. Every so often you see like an eye float on by and then yeah. it like just sort of floats down. Is his name Rube? <laughs> gelatinous <laughs> Rube? 
<laughs> One of your famous characters, Lucas? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, I'm gonna continue to just watch him a little bit. Eventually, I will put my paw over the uh, cycle button to unlock the door. You unlock the door. This being, they when they come forward, it seems like their limbs are... Uh, they're like a wacky inflatable waving on two man. <laughs> and <laughs> they're just like kind of wobbling in. <laughs> Bean, here's your, here's your bucket of bombs, I'd say. Oh, look, you're playing oh, this cards. And they just like sort of fall onto your table and then sort of like slurp over to the other side. And their legs are twisting, their arms are twisting, and they just fall into a chair. <laughs> Perfect! It looks like our intern's there! How are you feeling? Well, you just hurtled me across space at alarming speeds. I'm pretty sure that I took more than a bit of damage there, but don't you worry. I'm sure these lovely people here will aid me in. They're opening up their visor, and this green liquid's kind of melting out, and they're just sort of picking up items like a mug off your table, uh, like a deck of cards and everything, and they're just kind of shoving them into their face. Okay. Right. Well, um, you will be built accordingly. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm an intern. Money is no, no, uh, no thing to me. I don't believe in it. Yes, well, we do. So, uh, you know, <laughs> keep stock of everything, or I'll just look inside your body and write it all down at the end. Oh, you want to see the contents no, of my no. body? <laughs> <laughs> he sort of hiccups, and this weird, like those little horns that clowns have sort of comes out and it falls onto the table and the green liquid that's on it is just starting to melt through the table a bit. I'm sorry about that. I'm a bit of indigestion. Yes, well, noting that down. Can Cleo have it? I'll roll, but I I intend to have that. That horn. That clown horn. Yeah, you can you can pick it up for sure. You just gotta kinda like, you know, Wipe it down with a space-age paper towel. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> Everyone knows that space-age paper towel is resistant to all forms of acid. Yeah, they've got a massive acid resist. You can actually coat yourself in space-age paper <laughs> yeah. towel, and it's a very good armor against uh, acid. Serviceable. I mean, you'd need it, though, wouldn't you? When you've got all these, like, acidic, blobby creatures flying around, I mean, people that, you know, like, vomit up, you know, just dangerous liquids... Oh, it's just, it's completely necessary. Space dragons with plasma breath. I mean, you gotta, yeah, you gotta be able to deal with all this. You gotta have something to wipe it up. Yeah. Shit, I thought we were talking about a real thing. I'm sitting over here like, wow, it's been a while since I bought paper towels. I didn't know they did all that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of space. Well, I must be going. I have to try to configure this backpack if you don't mind me. Oh, sorry about that. We're all right. Oh, that's nice. And he picks up a little bobble that was like set off to the side. It was uh, like a little troll. And he just kind of puts it inside his face and closes his helmet. All right, well, it was fun. Uh, enjoy those bombs and uh, have a good one. <laughs> And he just sort of like tumbles, and the way he walks is more like a roll. If you ever watch that Batman Piter Man sort of thing, <laughs> that is definitely how this creature is moving. <laughs> Once he gets off, you hear this like sound, uh, like a distant explosion, as you see him just disappear quick. 
so you see these coordinates start popping up on your screen and uh it, it shows it's uh, maybe about a week's travel from where you're at our facility the vargas facility is located just on the side of an asteroid floating around we didn't want anyone really finding it but <laughs> we trust you yes i believe the coordinates <laughs> will be there shortly May you have a long and healthy life, a bio life life. I thought they just did groceries. <laughs> <laughs> and then it closes. Yeah, and you see like the the ending picture that they have when they log off is like a grocery <laughs> yeah, store. Just like... Well, they've done very well for a small startup, haven't they? I guess uh, look to Nelvin and uh, and Cleo. <clears throat> Ten thousand credits. Places in the middle of nowhere, Doctor. Has no name, just like you, you'll be fine. Well then, I'm gonna get some shut-eye. You set us moving. Yes, do not worry, I'll keep us on... Keep us on track. Uh, how's the bucket of bits, Cleo? Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> but what about the jelly man? He's outside the ship. Getting on everything. Yes, well, you fancy cleaning that up. Y'all know that's not what I'm about. It might taste nice. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm probably going to smell it. It doesn't smell horrible, but it doesn't smell like something you would normally buy. Oh, well. <laughs> Most of what I eat ain't what I normally buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's probably going to taste it. It's acidic, but not, not like a painful amount. Just, you know, it's uh, it's been sitting out for a little bit. Like pineapple level? Yeah. Alright. Uh, and it has a, a lime taste to it. What? Okay. I'll go, I'll, I got I yeah. got this. I got this. Don't <laughs> put it in your drink. Don't worry about it, guys. <laughs> Scoop it into a little cocktail shaker. It's, uh, yeah, like some white rum. and um, I mean, that's what we would do, but would Cleo? <laughs> no. Eat some sentient yeah. slime. You just lick it up. Beautiful. A week passes by in no time. You all have the most fun. You play Space Parcheesi, Space Uno, Space Parcheesi again. <laughs> and we all know these games take about a week's time to play. And sailing through the inky blackness of space, you finally come across your destination. A massive asteroid drifts lazily as the station could be seen carved into its side. Small little lights could be seen blinking as this steel tumor beckons you forward. Your short-range radio starts picking up static, but nothing's coming through properly. Huh. So it's a moving target, but Reese figures it out pretty well. You only nick into one of the flashing lights, and it sort of bumps off and goes sailing into space. And the ship lands peacefully on this dock. As you arrive, you see there's these few emergency lights are lighting up this deserted area. You can see they're leading into three separate entrances that looks like one's more of a uh, loading dock. You see another, you can't quite see in there, but there's a few crates maybe. And then the other appears to be uh, a door closed leading to a hallway. And you then get this voice come over your short range radio and it's pretty staticky still. It says, welcome to Vargas, the facility that brings you a longer and healthier future. Place. I mean, is it a grocery shop or not? 
You see the BioLife brand is on everything, like on crates, on those little emergency lights, like everything is just littered with this BioLife brand. We don't need to know what they do here, Doctor. We just need to bring back one buddy, and I want to do it fast. Oh, on your lead then, no name. And if you get shot at, you can get shot at first, and fast. So I guess Nelvin, yeah, why not? Strut on out of the, um... Of the, of the ship is wearing like a big long brown duster wearing slightly ridiculous oversized Cuban heels that make him look as though he is about six foot tall though he isn't quite <laughs> um, cybernetically enhanced he's, he's, you know, he's superhumanly dexterous and fast and has two additional arms to, to wield all four of his little hand blasters he's, he's not entirely you know devoid of actual substance but it's mostly an act Stepping out onto this platform, you smell the smell that almost smells like rotting fruit or vegetation. You feel the cool breeze that is uh, this artificial atmosphere, and you see these lights are flickering, but looking in further, you realize that none of the other emergency lights or power seem to be activated. Uh, so there's no lighting on inside the inside where we're going? That's right. I imagine you have, like, lights on your suit or something. Can I walk over to one of the red emergency lights, use my energy blade to cut it at its base, and uh, carry it like a torch? <laughs> yeah. Um, roll me. Do you have, like, a mechanic skill or even just, like, a dexterity to try to be careful with it? Um, we basically just do everything with a d20. We don't really have um, skills... Well, there's, yeah, that's good. There's, there's advantages and disadvantaged skills. So, like, if Cleo were to do something dexterous, she'd be minus five, whereas Dr. Z would be a flat D20. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so this is uh, something dexterous. All right, I don't have anything uh, beneficial to that, so it's just going to be a flat D20 for me. It's a 19. Wow. Oh, you make this look good. And um, I will say for your listeners, since... Uh, um, uh, Ricky described his character. Um, yeah, I, a kind of purpley pink jellyfish floating in what would be a classical spherical fishbowl uh, with a sealed, mechanical sealed lid with robot legs and arms attached to it, walking around. And I can't feel anything outside of the body. It's just a, a very cold world out there, outside of my uh, fishbowl. So I don't really have any senses. It's a hard existence. Us not mm. having a torch okay. built into the suit, I guess. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, I mean, the strongest and only sense I really have is uh, um, t- telepathy. I like hacking things, and I like hacking people's brains with telepathy. And other than that, it's it's blades and bullets. and Yeah. Also roll me something for your telepathy. You're, like, picking up something. Um, so this would be, a, this is a three, and then it would be plus five for thing so it would be an eight there's a lot of emotion going on here it is fear pain and a bit of desperation you could feel like it's trying to say something to you but you just there's too much emotion it's just washing over you I turn around and look at Cleo and say Cleo look we'll get lunch later (laughs) (laughs) Cleo looks really hurt by that <laughs> and she turns on a little light inside the bowl of her helmet. It's on her neck. It's like a little button. And a light 
pops on in the bowl of the helmet, and she just looks at Dr. Z like, why would you say that? Oh, I, 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 yeah, it's I, I, just a feeling. Why would you? I got a vibe <laughs> from you. <laughs> I, you know, I don't really appreciate it, is the thing. Well, I'm sorry, Cleo. We'll just see where this day takes us, okay? I guess I'm going to peer down the um, the passageway to the right there and just sort of try and work out like what's off into the, uh, the, the darker distance. As you start looking into this area, you, you have the lights uh, from Cleo and Dr. Z. You start seeing that this area uh, appears to be a loading bay. Your light is illuminating numerous crates stacked neatly into piles. Digital logos of BioLife are flickering on each of them, along with a barcode and shipping information. You see tools and half-open crates are dotted here and there as if someone left this area in a hurry. And far off into the corner, there is a strange black goo that could be seen leaking out from a crate. Hmm. I might go over near that box. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have um, all four blasters unholstered as well, I think. Just ready to sort of... Uh... This is... This is very cool. This is fucking Ricky, cool. Ricky, you've never done anything this cool for us, huh? <laughs> <laughs> because... This is some serious, <laughs> like, this is some serious DMing, DM upmanship right here. <laughs> it takes a lot of work, to be fair. The first time I did, you went in a completely different direction. I had to start making stuff on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. For those of you at home, we're in the dark, but the map is in the dark too, and as we move our player characters, it lights up. It's very cool. It's and uh, fog of I war, think I believe. We should put some guys! we should put some pressure on Ricky to, to do this, Ricky. This is cool. This is this is really nice. I also just love putting more work on Ricky. <laughs> just like <laughs> That is that is Dan's king. <laughs> it's my thing. It is the yeah. DM's. That's life. Dan's king. Yeah. Like uh, so, Cleo, you go up to this box that is leaking this black goo. You see there's a few basic locks on here. It doesn't look like it's really uh, very secure. Great. Well, I'm definitely going to smell that goo. It smells putrid. Oh. Like rot. Too putrid to eat? Yeah, it does not smell good. It's very. It smells very chemically. Oh, okay. Now, I do partake in a lot of things, but... Not all. It's nice to see that you've got some limits. Hmm. Good to have standards. Well, I wouldn't even call it that, but maybe I'm just not feeling it right now. Maybe tomorrow I would. <laughs> seeing <It's- laughs> seeing Cleo's bare uh, uh, snout nose uh, sniff at the black goo and then refuse to eat it, I'm in- intrigued and I'll uh, walk on over. Cleo, what is it you've found? Oh, hell of a stain. Right. That's nastier than a than a wraith egg in a in a in a shoe. Well, just because the rod isn't here, I don't think we should eat meat. But I'll uh, I'll bend over and uh, do a medical roll or some. What type of roll would you like me to do to to analyze this? Uh, medical would work perfect. Would just be a plus five again. Like so, yeah. In um, Ricky's system, it's just um, advantages are plus five and disadvantages are negative five. Hmm. Um, I like that. Well, it keeps it simple, yeah, because a player can be good or bad at something, and, like, if you're bad at something, you almost always fail. If you're good at something, you almost always pass. It's sort of 
so when we made our characters it was like uh we choosing to be good at something uh cost points and we only had so many points to spend so being able to be good at more things we had to choose things to be bad at as well and um so that's how that worked I like that though. It gives a lot of like interesting flavor to your characters, right? Because like no hero's good at everything. Yeah. I'm bad at everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at everything that matters. <laughs> no, Cleo, you're great. Don't give yourself a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fourteen plus five, so a nineteen. So you're scanning this goo that's leaking out onto the ground. You're getting a lot of preservatives and chemicals that are used basically for an embalming process. Oh, really, the advertising in this company is full of lies. Bio-life, and it's full of preservatives. I'm never ordering groceries from here again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, now, Nelvin, any idea where this body is? I want to spend that money. Oh, sorry, not Nelvin. Man with no name. Sorry, I'm not meant to know his name. I mean, you, you do know his name now. Oh, I do? Okay. He did at the end, didn't he? He revealed his name. We partied together. Well, I'll keep, I'll keep calling you no name just because I... It's funny to me. <laughs> it's his choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no name. Any idea where that body is? I want to go and spend it. The money, that is. You don't think it's in, in there, then? No, that's just a bunch of preservatives to keep some type of fake quality produce alive. Ugh. Really. Advertising standards have dropped. Walk on by, continuing to scan the black goo and, and looking for where else it is coming from. Wait! Dr. Z! Dr. Z! Yes, Cleo. Cleo. You thinking then that maybe there might be like a different like a different food in that box? No, not in that box. I imagine we will find food, though. It's a bloody grocery. <laughs> Well, I mean, you don't think it's in here? You don't think that maybe, like, there's a different box in this box? Look, Cleo, I'm okay with you breaking any boxes you want. I'm looking for the body. Okay, I'm gonna, I would like to open this box. The box of the black goo? <laughs> yeah. I love it. You uh, can roll, like, something to a kin, like, strength or... Excellent, because I happen to have advantage in strength. It's the one thing Cleo's good at. <laughs> I would hope the bear does. <laughs> the one thing, yeah, one of the very few things you're good at, but it's great, though. Okay, so I'm going to roll a d20 plus 5. Uh-oh, it's 22. Amazing. I definitely going to open this box, <laughs> y'all. So you smash this box open, no problem. Just You hit down a few times on these locks. They fall right off. This is not up to code. <laughs> You slide the lid off, and you see floating in there is oh, the body. It looks like it's a cyborg, so they have some human components to them, uh, but it's just mostly a machine that is floating in this uh, this preservative. Hey. Dr. Z! Yes, Cleo. Nelly, look. I found it. I found the body. Did you just call Ricky's character Nelly? Yeah. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. <laughs> Do you have a plaster on your face? Come on. You hear static once more come over all of your comms and it says, Greetings. I am Vargas. I would prefer if you did not 
damage the cargo. I will be your guide. Vargas stands for Vital Artificial Reactionary Guide and Superior Supervisor. Okay. I'll help you with all of your needs to become upgraded. For us to become upgraded? What are you talking about? We here at BioLife wish for you to have the greatest and most superior life you can have. I happen to be one of the most superior forms of life there is. <laughs> Scan it. <laughs> this is incorrect. Your life form seems to have noticeable flaws. You oh. cannot survive outside of this water. That's why I choose to stay inside the water, so therefore superior. My choice. Thank you. <laughs> would you like us to upgrade you so you can go outside of the water? No, I would like to stay inside my water, thank you very much. Keep your filthy fingers outside of my fishbowl. <laughs> I would love to know more about what that means. <laughs> but instead, Cleo, Cleo's confused. She's bristling a little bit. She's got two paws on this box. She jostles the box. Whoa! Whoa! Th this ain't this ain't the right body. This is just a cadaver we were sent. We are researching life here at the Vargas facility, trying to find ways to extend longevity for everyone. Cleo jostles the box again. <laughs> The body just kind of like hits against the side and just bobs a little bit. I say we load it in your ship in case it's the one they want. Oh no, we have to- How many bodies do you plan on moving, no name? How many bodies are we gonna find, Doctor? Ooh, that makes me not want to do it because... <laughs> what if we find a lot? <laughs> Vargas, are you there? Yes, I am always here. Do you know where the body is we've been sent to reclaim? Scanning. Are you here on official BioLife? Well, I imagine it's very official up and up, yes. The best in the biz been hired by, uh, the smiley man. You see a screen pops up just floating in front of all of you. This hollow uh, image, and it shows the HR person that you were talking to. Is this who you were talking to? Yes, yes. Well, he, was, he was a bit more, um, smiley, but, uh, yes, his... His voice, his face. Perfect. Please proceed further into the facility. The body is waiting for you. Ugh. All right. I look to Cleo and, uh, no name. How do you feel about this? I don't trust this thing. Keep your weapons at the ready, people. I just don't. Nothing here smells good enough to eat. I told you, Cleo, you get lunch later. Surely there's a room full of noodles or something. She just pushes off from the box. Like, throws her head like an... Like how angry bears do on Discovery Channel. <laughs> <laughs> Back and forth. <laughs> yeah. I'll follow last and uh, hum my energy blades while still holding the, uh, uh, the red emergency light. So you see that the light near the ship is blinking now. Uh-oh. Uh, ever since you talked to Vargas. Oh. So this uh, room doesn't seem to have any other entrances that you can go through. Mm -hmm. It just seems to be like a loading bay where they're storing things. But there's still the other two ways that were there. And one of the ways has a blinking light now. All right. Do any of us want to, like, do perception in here? Or do we want to just keep keep on moving, following uh, No Name's lead? Well, I've been sort of creeping around the room, looking about, but not really interested in opening up any more boxes. Hmm. There's a few half-open boxes, and you just see, like, really basic medical supplies, 
welding equipment. Like, it seems just some really basic stuff to have on hand, some office equipment. I pick up a red pen. You got it. <laughs> That's good. <sighs> this ink is so red, you know. <laughs> Ever since it was banned because the red beetles became sentient. <laughs> that shellac was just so expensive. <laughs> Black market. <laughs> I see. Well, we can't have lunch, but we can. We got time for that. Office I supplies, see. bureaucracy, and. <laughs> well, I don't know about you two, but I don't trust this voice none. I say we split up. You got your radios? Yeah, of course I've got a radio. It's bloody right next to my head. The bulb. The... And of course I don't trust them either. That's why we get paid so much to do these types of jobs. <laughs> Let's try and cover all this ground quickly. I'm getting sick of this place already. Leo's just watching everybody. Alright then. Storming out of the storage room. So there's two other entrances. Well, clear. You fancy going with no-name grumpy bots over there, or should we uh, take the other entrance? Well, Nellie, are you stopping for food at any point, or? It'll be time to eat when you're dead. Does that work? Oh. <laughs> Scanning. Detecting. Edge. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Z, you sure that, uh, that you don't, maybe you don't even want, like, some chili mayo or... Cleo, I will keep my tentacles looking for food. I will keep my system looking for anything edible while we're on our way. All right, I'm going to go with him. <laughs> we're at the bloody supermarket, or at least it's meant to be. I don't know what this place is anymore. So we'll start with Nelvin going into this next room. Yeah, way to set up a horror movie, Ricky. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. <laughs> Given the fact that we've we've got a, a blind maze and um, you know, and a and a creepy creepy AI sort of keeping us vaguely connected storyline wise. Anyway, I feel like it's the optimum time to split up. That's true. Yeah. This is. I'm look. I'm just saying, as a person, I am a bloody wimp, <laughs> and I don't like scary things at all. <laughs> so, I feel like Nelvin just earned himself a middle name, Death Wish. Yeah. <laughs> Nelvin Death Wish one. Every time you hear Nelvin Death Death Wish, uh, a solo from a guitar plays in the background. <laughs> Off on the wind somewhere. <laughs> no, like that gun smoke. <laughs> exactly. Like kind of like overly distorted, but with like a sort of a like a slide guitar. Yeah, basically, like it's the guitar strings that come from um, Fury Road. From the <laughs> is that type of guitar. But Westworld. Yeah. Oh, here I was thinking Beast Wars whenever Megatron Ooh. showed up. Oh. <laughs> Either way, Nelvin, keep introducing yourself. <laughs> and so, do it on beat. <laughs> Nelvin, while you're walking into this room, you see long crates, different sizes stacked on either side. You see warning signs all over saying fragile cargo. They're flickering on each of them, these digital logos. Plus, little small plus signs for additional info float near each of them. You see the room has been kept incredibly clean. 
and walking a little further in, you see numerous surgical tools and a long table as well as a door at the back of the room. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to like sort of have a little peek around and um, tap the first plus sign I see. So you tap the first plus sign and it just says human, male, age 53, and then it shows a number of different uh, sicknesses that they've actually recovered from. And it says, uh, signs of strong constitution, strong vitals. Another damn buddy. Um, I'm going to try and open this thing up and see if it's uh, maybe what we're looking for. Sure. Roll me a strength. Seven. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nelvin's not, not particularly strong. So this one seems a lot more secure. Also, you're not a large bear. So it's <laughs> just two things working against you, and you can't seem to get this one open. Please do not damage the cargo. Well, I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> All right, yeah, shoot those locks. I try, try and find like, some hinges or locks and just I, I just shoot them. Yeah, there's, there's obvious locks you can shoot. You can tell Ricky's been a DM for a while. He's like, I need to do something ridiculous. <laughs> Let me shoot my gun. <laughs> right. Split the party, shoot yeah. things. I get it. <laughs> no, I love it. I love. I too love wreaking havoc. I feel it. Oh, Cleo, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you just want to roll like a firearms thing, then we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's also a seven. Oh. <laughs> oh my no. goodness. So you you take out your blasters and you have them primed, ready to execute, and you start firing at these things, and you're. You don't know why you're missing the lock. You're shooting all around it. This black liquor, this icker is just pouring out. You're starting to slip in it and like trying to catch yourself. You grab onto this this case and more of the icker is spilling out. So you have it like on your pants and it smells gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I, I think at this point I'm going to be like <laughs> kind of kind of throwing a tantrum and like pistol whipping the, the thing. <laughs> So you're just you're just hitting this thing. You're trying to get it open. You've shot it so many times. You're trying to also keep your balance because the stuff is pretty slippery, and you're just having no luck opening this thing. <laughs> <laughs> after after like a while of trying, like hanging on with one hand, like another arm and two electronic arms off my back, we're all sort of whacking the thing with pistols and firing at them. And, you know, like, my hair all out of place and just, like, huffing and puffing out of breath. <laughs> and I finally, finally stand upright, dust off my duster. Probably not even in there anyway. <laughs> Stupid box. And we'll cut over to Dr. Z and Cleo. You two start walking up to this door with the flashing light. As the door slides open, it seems to be met with a little bit of resistance. You hear a squelch and a wet ripping sound as the smell of mildew and rot meets you. Inside, you see a dark, purple, spongy substance is coating the walls and the floor. It pulses as though it has a heartbeat. And you see it leading all the way down this hall. There are two doors you see on your right, a door on your left, and a door straight ahead. This twisted mechanical face appears out of the wall. Purple growths are covering most of its face. Large orange veins are pulsing through its open plates. Greetings, and welcome 
I am Vargas. Right. Vargas. He's Vargas too? Welcome to the facility. Oh hell. Vargas, is there a mess hall nearby? Yes, it's just to your left. Oh, there we go, Cleo. Question answered. Cleo is uh, going there. <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> Don't know much about this architectural or interior design. What's going on here? Ugh. Scientists. You rush over <laughs> to this cafeteria. You see this room, much like the hallway, is covered in purple growth. Large orange veins can be seen pulsing into the larders where rations are kept. You see there's a food replicator over in the corner, and there are three mouths that seem to be a part of the floor. And it's just constantly replicating food and feeding these mouths as they're just chomping away. Okay, okay. That's fucking disgusting. This, you know, it wasn't looking good. That's societally unpleasant. It wasn't looking good. Enjoy a lovely sandwich. Well, I don't... Okay, well, can I just... Yeah, all right. Cleo's going to walk up to one of the replicators. Mm-hmm. And is there an interface that I can manipulate? Uh, yeah, you see, like, there's these orange veins that are, like, kind of, oh. like, on it. And every so often okay. they pulse and press a button to just generate... Uh, high-protein food, but you can kind of like try to peel them off and press the buttons yourself, or catch the food as it comes out. What kind of food are we talking here? Uh, it's generating like steaks, tacos, Wait, pizza, really? just like really high-carb, high-protein. Oh, okay. And just dumping into his mouth. I'm definitely going to uh, go <laughs> try to stand sort of under that, but not <laughs> Touch the mouth. <laughs> Stangle yourself over the giant mouth not, and the gonna... hopes that you don't fall in. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Roll me a dexterity check. Oh no. Oh, Cleo, you're clumsy. <laughs> well, yeah. <gasps> so it was a nat natural 20. 20, 20 what? But minus five. Still a nat 20, though. So this pizza, it comes out, you grab it, and then you grab a steak and just kind of, like, stumble backwards into a counter. You have this food, and it looks perfect. It has BioLife printed on it in edible ink, and (laughs) these mouths start shrieking. And you see all the mouths in the room are shrieking as these hands, these long, long arms with these clawed hands start forming out of the walls and the floor and the ceiling and start swinging towards you. And we'll cut back to Nelvin. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't have have stole the facility's food. (laughs) Nelvin, you fix your clothes. uh, Your shoes are a little... Well, they're not wet, actually, because... Uh, you have cool, sweet space gear, so it's all waterproof. Nice. It's just uh, filthy and greased up a bit. Not uh, not ideal, but uh, that's right. I'm gonna soldier on despite it, and um, having ascertained now that there's nothing of any value in this box, couldn't possibly be. I'm going to uh, <laughs> right. head to the rear of the room and see what's through the door. You go up to this door. It opens no problem. And much like the table in the other room, this one has medical equipment. Uh, There's the long steel table. You see there's actually a tarp that's draped over it. 
You see over in the corner, there is a medical synth that seems to have been deactivated. And a few terminals sit turned off at a desk, and there's a half-eaten lunch sitting by a monitor and a drink that appears to have been spilled. Alrighty, um, I'm gonna peek under the tarp. You peek under the tarp. What do Wraith look like, if you want to describe this body that you're looking at? So Wraith, they're kind of like a, a, a tall, sort of, uh, almost like sort of beigey, translucent-skinned-coloured species. They've got long insectoid limbs and they have like sort of secondary mutations that they develop over their life so a lot of them have like like an additional arm or two or you know like strange appendages like horns and things or natural camouflage and that sort of thing but they're all tall and physically powerful and like have kind of a armored carapace so you see one that looks like it was in the prime of its life and it's it has a long spiny tail that's hanging over the side of this table and it looks like they had the chest cavity opened up, and they must have used a, a bone saw to cut it open. It's not super pleasant. Well, I guess I'm going to be like looking at the synth, and uh, thinking, thinking about what I've seen Dr. Z being capable of with um, electronics, and uh, try and hail him on the radio. Uh, yeah, sure, you could try to reach out to Dr. Z. Well, what do you say to him? Doctor, any chance you can come my way and get an inoperative synth? Dr. Z, currently these arms are just forming out of everything and there's mouths screaming all around you. But you hear this message. Ah, okay. How's it going there? I'll tell you what's going on here. A bunch of arms are forming out of the walls and trying to steal Cleo's lunch. <laughs> this place, oh, it's nasty. I don't like it. The interior design is all off. Would someone just turn the lights on? Ah, uh, and... Maybe I'm hacking with my blade at the uh, hands at the same time. <laughs> well, <While talking. laughs> yeah, it's like every so often one forms up. You're like, yeah. get, get, get I'm having like an internal conflict because like part of me is wondering if I should put the food back, <laughs> but I love it. No, you wouldn't put the food back. Just get on out of dodge. You're right. Can we just leave. So what do you do with the food? Um, I'm gonna carry it. <laughs> Alright. So how does attacking work in this game? Oh boy. So okay. combat wise you have um, <laughs> like three energy, which um, in your turn you can use one of them to make an attack. You can use one to move your movement speed and other sort of major actions. You can also sort of save them for defensive maneuvers like ducking behind a sofa or trying to deflect something with a blade or that sort of thing. Mm. That's, yeah, that's just a bit. So, Cleo, what are you going to do to get out of this handsy room? Well, oh boy. I guess I would initially like to sprint straight to where Dr. Z is. Okay. So, you're going to... So, if you exert energy into, like, defense, that makes them roll with, like, a disadvantage kind of thing, like a minus five? I usually just, um, like, I roll the appropriate stat versus the attack. So, say someone's made an attack and then um, Cleo tries to escape then she'll roll like a dexterity try and beat what that roll was okay perfect let's do that they're mad they want their food I feel it I do I get it oh, I rolled terribly <laughs> oh nice oh. that works for us though and somehow you rolled worse <laughs> I yeah. rolled a three. Oh no mine is a two uh, it's mine actually a is negative five. three 
<laughs> okay. Damn it, Cleo. <laughs> you take... You just take one point of damage as, like, a, a hand comes out and claws at your back as you rush out of the room with Dr. Z. You saw further down, there actually was a door leading further in through this cafeteria. While you're running, it kind of let you get a glance because all these hands are everywhere. And the hands are just kind of, like, slamming around this kitchen now, destroying furniture and uh, not the food replicators of course but like ripping uh, cupboards out and the mouths are screaming but you do have your piece of pizza and a steak okay okay good one point of damage for a meal i mean that's pretty fair trade and 14 14 health yeah it's very fair i'll take it he has taken uh, more damage to avoid having to use an elevator before yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have a little bit of my pizza. We hope you enjoyed your BioLife meal. Uh, it, it does taste good. Like, it is good food. That's the most I've ever paid for a piece of pizza, that is damn sure. Cleo the cat. Unbelievable. What? Are you trying. Do you want some of this? Is that. No. No, I do not. You want a little. You want a little piece? Unless you found any sauce packs in there, I'm not keen on your solids. Can wait? Can I roll to know if there's a sauce pack <laughs> with this pile? You know, food replicators could make sauce. Mm, I'm not hungry. I'm fine. I could scrape some of the pizza sauce nope. off and put it in your. Nope. Uh, okay. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Old No Name is asking for help. I think we should go check on him. Now, also, Cleo, can I just ask, this is a bit odd, right? That whole room in there. It's not some type of art show, is it? The startup stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was, would they have pizza? They also wouldn't have attacked you, though. Mighty scratch you've got there. Does seem like a part-time job lunchroom, though. Like, really not far off. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. You went in there and stole someone's food, they, they'd attack you. All right. I mean, if you used somebody's creamer. That's, yeah, they're like, I have my name on it. And you know what? It's fine that you used that, because you know what it really was? It was breast milk, okay? I was just keeping yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed it. For us to go check in on Nelvin, do, um, do you want to go through the door you've spotted, or do you want to go back around the long way? We, actually, we don't know if that door leads anywhere, do we? We just know that there's a door. Yeah, you're not you're not entirely sure, but it might. I mean, it would theoretically make sense that they could connect. It's the approximate right direction. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't care where we go because I got my food now. All right. I'm really only half paying attention. Cleo, keep your shields buzzing. Let's get past these angry workers. And uh, I'll walk on to that door to try and connect up to Nelvin uh the no name to Ricky oh we're going back in Jesus alright so both of you roll me a, a dexterity check to get through there oh shit <laughs> Daniel you did this to us I rolled a six well, I asked you Cleo <laughs> um cool so I guess I got zero because I rolled a five <laughs> lumbering bear <laughs> Can I roll to grab another thing on my way out? Hell yeah. 
cool. Well, it's an 11, and if it was a dexterity... <laughs> it, you grab, it had, like, even the ceramic bowl and everything, but it, it's just bran flakes. But it's something. Alright, I'll take it. <laughs> Good fiber. Holding that, holding that too. <laughs> Dr. Z, you take two points of damage, and Cleo, you take another one point of damage as you are rushing through here, and these hands are just slapping and clawing at you, even like a cupboard door gets thrown at you. You quickly grab more food while you're running through. You get into this next room, and it looks like the purple growth has started to come in here. It isn't fully over everything. It is trailing off. You see that there is a door that looks like it's leading back to where Nelvin is, and there is another door going further in as well. Well, walking towards the door towards Nelvin, um, let's continue to talk to Cleo and Oh, Cleo, what have you eaten now? Lunch? Dinner? Everything? It's, there's so much carbs. Um, Cleo's currently holding that ceramic bowl and wiping the bran flakes out uh, like gravy, but with the steak. <laughs> <laughs> I call it a crunchy steak. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's honestly not bad. There's BioLife printed and edible ink on each bran flake. Hope it comes out on the other end, damn a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping into the other room, you see the floor is covered in black ichor, and there is a crate with numerous holes in it, and it looks dented on the top and sides. No name. Are you here? I'm going to imagine Nelvin has uh, now moved up to the synth and has been sort of like, kind of just shaking it by the collar to see if it will wake up. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be activating. You see that it has like a a doctor's coat on. It has just like these um, like scrubs. It has a number of medical tools on a belt around its waist, and you're just, like, rattling its uh, head around, and it just doesn't seem to be opening up its eyes. I guess, yeah, then hearing Dr. Z, I'll uh, drag it back out into um, into that room to drop it at his feet. Mm. You just drop this synth into the icker, which makes a little... I pick up the lab coat and put it on. <laughs> Lovely. Fits like a dream. <laughs> Uh, and I connect my red pen to it. Oh. You're official. Brilliant. Wow. Oh. Always wanted to feel the glory of a uni- uniform. So, you want me to wake it? I figure it might be able to tell us something. Do like a hacking roll and try and uh, try and turn this bad boy on. All right, do it up. Ah, oh, damn, it's only a five plus five, so that's a ten. So you start connecting to this synth, you're hacking into the different panels it has on its head, you're just connecting in and trying to hack into its core OS, and you see it starts twitching and kicking a little bit, its eyes open up, and it just starts screaming. Ugh! Ow. Ugh, that is too loud. I'll turn the volume down. (laughs) Now, it's just this silent scream as it's reacting, like, pushing you away in fear, pushing Nelvin away. It's, like, backing up. It backs up into this crate, and the crate was kind of sitting precariously over it, and uh, it has these holes and dents, and it tips over and smashes onto this medical synth. And the crate pops open, and (laughs) you see just a, a human body roll out. And the synth's leg is twitching underneath the crate. Well, Nelvin... How's that? I mean, how, how's that? How, well, no name, how's that? <laughs> Not very illuminating, Doctor. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I guess. Well, I guess. Hi. How are you? I never got each of your names. Have, have any of the bodies we've seen been the bodies yet? No. What you're looking for is the replicant. The replicant is further inside. <sighs> You'll know when you find them. Oh. Well, Nelvin, Cleo's eaten. She should be sated for a while. She just grunts. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get a weird feeling about this place. Well, that's hardly surprising. You strike me as the weird feeling kind. All right. We'll keep playing that game then, shall we? I'll uh, continue to look around this room as well, since I haven't been in here yet. You see there's a lot of medical supplies in here. It definitely looks like it's uh, a place where they've been examining these corpses. And further in the other room, you can see like there's some turned off terminals and uh, another examining table where they have a body on it. Uh, can I access one of the terminals and try and uh, do a, a computer hacking thing with it and try and get some information about where we might want to go? Yes. Cool. It's an 11 plus 5, so it will be 16. So you use some of the power from your own suit because you realize there's no actual power for these terminals, and you just route a little bit to turn it on. And you start going through this computer. You're finding logs where it's very detailed of how they're finding these different bodies. They're getting them sent in. A lot of them are being sent in from the different kingdoms. And they're going through their medical history, just trying to figure out why certain races live so much longer than others. And trying to find ways to take that superior genetic code and replicate it and put it into other bodies. And there is a log from about two months ago where they've excitedly been sent something from one of the kingdoms. And they they said this body was discovered in an old old tomb, but it was still breathing and living. This might be the oldest thing they've ever found. Right. Well, looks like we've got a mummy to go and find. No, I'll, I'll kind of make what I've seen uh, into a hologram and, uh, and pop it up in front of me as I walk back towards Cleo so that Nelvin can see what I've, I've just seen. So all this text is just kind of floating and slowly scrolling. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be any pictures that's related to anything that they found. It's just all walls of text. I, mean, I think Nelvin would barely skim it if there's no pictures, but uh, perhaps catching the general just... Yeah. Well, I'll walk back into that um, corridor that we came through, Cleo and I came through. Mm-hmm. Uh, waving about my emergency light still, with bathing everything in red light, looking for... Uh, another door so you do see there is another door that seems to be leading further in and it seems like these growths are kind of seeping through the door frame mm. this whole room isn't completely covered but it seems there is a direct path now no name I will warn you something about this place just arms mouths growing out of the ground and floor and they will scratch you and they will bite you they got Cleo and I she seems to have uh, made them upset by eating the food. <laughs> uh, everyone make me a perception check. 17. I'm sitting on a two. <laughs> Four. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I was looking at memes. <laughs> so Dr. Z, 
you are leading them all up to the door and you are actually seeing eyes forming out of the wall watching all of you and you see some of them will actually form back in the wall sometimes there's a mouth that's chattering just off to the side where you're about to step and you have to step around it these other two don't notice all this you swear that cleo has stepped on like three or four eyes already making like squelching sounds just not really noticing and you know that Nelvin like kind of tripped up on something and literally elbowed a mouth and didn't even notice that he did this it's like teeth fall onto the ground i'll energy blade the wall that i see the eye coming from so you just stab into this wall and you cut through what seems to be about an inch thick of this purple growth and then it hits right into steel now tell me is that modern architecture i just do not understand keep it classic i say glass water lovely flesh purple Mm, do not like it (laughs) i just keep walking Looking, looking at the uh, the purple, fleshy form of Doctor Z himself, and going, I do agree. Yes, well, considering that there were hands and mouths in there that seemed to uh, want to eat and devour us, uh, I'm feeling now as a player that maybe I'm not <laughs> as, <laughs> reacting as scared as I should be. <laughs> but um, you don't want to go back in the cafeteria. Uh, that's fair. No, I don't want to go in there. I will uh, open this door and and take a step forward it's just like a little a little corridor you quickly go into the next room this purple growth is still going along the walls and ceiling it starts getting much heavier as you get to the next door and uh, stepping into this room you see that there are crates and boxes of mechanical supplies everywhere wires are running all throughout this room feeding into a smaller room up ahead you see that there is a large steel door that is further in, and one side of the room is actually completely collapsed. That looking around here, you see that like it, these veins are mixing with the wires going through that door. You see on the door itself, there is a sun, a moon, a planet, and an eye, and there's a body that looks like it's been almost melded into the door. It's been rotted for some time now. Its skull is like a fused back into it open. And in the center of its chest, there is a mirror. And then there is writing below it. Well, that's horrific. <laughs> stuff oh my goodness travelers i hope you had a blast make sure if, if you really enjoyed this hop on over to the backwater bastards they have a really good sci-fi tale to bring you out here into space it's pretty wonderful actually you, you definitely listen to it they also have another party member uh, that unfortunately didn't make it to this party jam but uh, uh he'll be there in the tale if you go and give it a listen so uh, by all means, check out the Backwater Bastards. We really hope you're enjoying this, Travis. And remember, make sure to hop on over to the Atunes. What the hell's this? Uh, let's see. Ratings ring over. We hope you're enjoying space. Just to let you know, you can get some of those super good sound effects from BattleBards.com like disintegration or fireball. 
Just come on over to Battle Bar. By the way, you oh, what the hell? I have to pay fifteen gold for this letter. That's ah. I gotta go to the space post office because they have those. Bid you all adieu.